0: Welcome to the Heart of Tibetan Language podcast, through Sydney, the Sarnath International Nigma Institute. This is Episode 10, corresponding to Lesson 8 in the textbook. Before we begin, we will listen to the sound of the bell three times. By now you know what to do. Relax and enjoy the breath. This lesson is, of course, about our dear friend Lihila. In this episode, Lihila meets Penbala in Dharamsala after a long time. There will be some new grammatical structures and vocabulary, but don't worry. As we go through, the meaning should become clear, from the narration and the commentary around the Tibetan dialogue. This lesson has an audio of the Tibetan called "perpe shela nyamdu chershin," or in English, "eating Tibetan food together." To break down the title, we have "perpe" or Tibetan, "shela," the honorific term for food, "nyamdu" together, and "chershin," the honorific present continuous of to take. There is also a Tibetan transcript and an English translation of the audio. If you feel like you can check these out after listening to the podcast. Right, so as always on the first run through, just let your mind flow along with the Tibetan dialogue. The second time I will play the Tibetan dialogue with the English mixed in together, which will make sense of the story. The third time I will play just the Tibetan once again. You might like to notice how much more you understand the third time through. Are you ready? Let's try it together.
1: kongmu tele lihila
2: pembala kongmu tele
1: manje yuring lehila khera kala se seme tachena dagdale ngani saga so well. la
2: kongda kala
1: re doga shangri la Jigiré, nga shangri la sagang la lepsong. Ta kèrang, kalakkarisaga.
2: la setu la jik takhe.
1: Ta ngi, shabshuma jik ke tango. Oe, shabshuma, ni ngani la setu te jik nang thang. La so
2: Tindutunga Yang
1: Chikna Tenet Shamu Laon Digse Karingaga
2: Changze Chikan Shoko Kata Chingana Digituge
1: Oh Digitu Lihila Tiring Kala Yavo Jiksa Tering Chinda Nainda
2: Laso Tugjice
1: 三三
2: 让它来<音楽>
0: It was late on a summer's day in the Cloud Gange. The streets were busy, bustling with locals and tourists. Lihila was coming back from class. It was a steep walk, but a pretty one. As she reached Temple Road, she saw a familiar face in the crowd. Was it? Yes, she was sure
2: it was Pembela. In fact, she hadn't seen him in a long time.
0: Lihila inquired about his family, his wife, Lamola, and his young daughter, Chokila. She was very fond of them both, and they had been so welcoming to her in Tibet. He assured her they were both well. As they began to chat, Leila's stomach growled. It must have been pretty loud for Pempela to hear it over the noise of the street, and prompt him to ask her a question.
1: Leela, Kerang Kala Leela put her hand on her grumbling stomach and
0: smiled. She had not yet, Tsar, eaten her evening meal, and she said as much. Lihila was a bit surprised. It was just right, or tak tak, that she hadn't eaten? She wondered what Pempala meant by this. Her
1: stomach didn't think it was just right. Oh, Lihila understood.
0: It was a good thing she hadn't eaten so that they could eat dinner together. It would be so great to catch up with Pempala. Lihila wanted to find out all about what had been happening with him. She wanted to tell him about her own adventures since they had met last time. And of course, she always appreciated a chance to practice her Tibetan. They began walking up the street together to find a restaurant. They passed several before Pembala pointed to a sign of deep red
1: with yellow writing that said, Shangri La. Shangri La La Sarante, Shame She liked this restaurant, and Lehila was vegetarian, so it suited her
0: fine that the restaurant was Chame Gangang. Shame meaning no meat, that is, vegetarian, and kyangkyang
1: meaning exclusively. They walked inside.
0: It was not like the shining utopia of the fictional Himalayan city, but it was welcoming and cosy, And Lihila caught the smell of something delicious wafting from the kitchen. There was some Tibetan music playing in the background. Lihila and Pempala sat themselves down on some cushions
1: at a low table.
0: Hmm, what to eat? She was very hungry. The first thing to do was to find a menu to look at
2: la se Lihila looked around for a menu or a food
0: list, zeto in Tibetan, but couldn't see one.
1: Tangi, shapsuma
0: Pampala waved his hand to catch the attention of a woman who was coming out of the kitchen with two bowls of tentuk or handmade noodle soup. She noticed him but was concentrating very carefully on balancing the bowls, which were filled to the brim with some broth and precariously placed on a tray. They were sloshing to and fro as she walked. The woman took the bowls to two friends sitting at a table on the other side of the room. The man, with dark brown hair and dark eyes, was helping the waitress to balance her tray, as she unloaded the bowls of veg tentuk on the table. While the woman, her light brown hair hanging to her shoulders, looked over to Lihila and Pempela and smiled kindly at them, even though they were strangers. After completing the delicate procedure of placing the soups before the two hungry foreigners, the waitress made her way over to Lihila
1: and Pempala's table.
0: The waitress, or Jabjuma, spoke gently. As she answered, she collected some well-used, dog-eared, laminated menus from the front desk and returned, placing them on the table in front of Lihila and Pempala. Seto <laughs> Lihila and Pempala looked down at the menus. But before long, they were distracted by the delicious smell of momos coming from the table across the restaurant that the waitress had just served. Lihila peered over. The soup on the other table looked good. So did the momos. <laughs> Notice that Li Lahia asks Pempala if he will drink the noodle soup. She says, "Tentuk, tunga." Tibetans will usually use the verb drink for consuming wet foods. Contrast this to when she asks Pempala if he will eat momos. "Zaka." Pempala nodded at both suggestions. The decision was made, and they put down their menus. But before long, another dish was brought from the kitchen. This time, a vegetarian pizza was placed in front of the friendly-faced foreigners on the other side of the room. Lihila's eyes lit up. Pembela, of course, agreed, and he suggested that they could
1: share some meals.
0: Lehila thought it was a great
1: idea and she
0: clapped her hands together in agreement. Dr. They would share some dishes. That way, she would be able to have a taste of the momos, a taste of the pizza. And a taste of the mushroom soup. it was going to be quite the feast. The idea then occurred to Lehi La, although maybe it was just her hungry stomach talking, that it would be a good idea to order some vegetable
2: dishes also.) <laughs>
0: Lila suggested some vegetable dishes for their meal. She uses the term sel, meaning
1: veggies.
2: Right.
0: She put down her menu with authority. It was decided. They would add tangzel, or literally, cold veggies, that is, salad to their order. And they would add joko, or potato. What kind of potato? Katsa, that is, spicy. Penpela was not so fond of salad, but he did enjoy the spicy potato. A pair of smiling eyes then appeared from the kitchen. They were attached to the broad smile of a monk waiter. Lihila recognised him as Lubu Jamjugla, an active member of the Dharamsala vegan movement. He came over and took their order. Lihila listed what they would have. A small pizza, momos, mushroom soup, salad, and potato. The smiling monk left, and Lihila and Pempala began chatting away again. Lihila asked Pempala what his favourite food was. He thought about it, and then he told her how a wise lama had once answered that question. When I am hungry, he recalled the lama saying, whatever food I have, is my favorite food. Leela recognized the answer and laughed. It was funny, but it was also very wise. Right now, any food would have been very delicious to her. Luckily for her, catching up with Pempla made the time go very quickly. And before they knew it, the gentle-voiced waitress again came out from the kitchen with their meals. Even with the help of a tray, it took her multiple slow trips from the kitchen, with their plates balanced rather precariously. It was hard to make enough room on the table, and when Lihila saw it all, she wondered if perhaps they had ordered too much? It surely was a veritable feast. Lihila, <laughs> It was very kind of Pempala to offer to be the sponsor, the chindak, that is to pay for the meal. Lihila, of course, made some objection and said that she would pay, but Pempala insisted. She could see that he would not take no for an answer, and she finally gave in.
2: <laughs>
0: but on one condition ngayinda. Notice Lihila's expression de Here she is telling Pempala that next time it dinner is on
2: me Uzu Gaya She told Pempala gently, but with certainty
0: that which means something like, there is no point in insisting. Pembala had no choice but to agree to the
1: deal.
0: Pembala pushed the momos towards her to encourage her to eat. Lihila made a short food offering prayer in Tibetan and then commenced chomping down. <coughs> Lehila took a spoonful of her mushroom soup. The salty taste made her suck her cheeks in. Pempala noticed her face and asked
2: her a question.
1: Tang Di Kanji do
2: Ya would do
0: the soup was sa toktsam mangtak, a little bit salty. Lihila noticed Pembala gobbling down some momos happily. Ani momo
2: ge Momo ge Lihila reached over and took a momo. Oh
0: yes, their taste or toa was indeed delicious. they sat and ate and reminisced about Lihila's time in Tibet. They talked about the Dharma and shared some of their struggles. They discussed the Tibetan language and life and they ate and ate. When finally it was time to go, they surveyed the table and there was quite a bit left. Penbala patted his
1: stomach.
0: (laughs) Lihila asked for a container to pack some of the leftover or lakma food. She put the momos in one bag for herself. She pointed to the bag of momos. Reheated
2: momos for breakfast tomorrow. She put the remains of the spicy
0: potato in a bag for Pempala to take home with him. And the leftover pizza she packed for Lamola and Chokila. Lihila promised Pempala that she would come and visit their home next week. They left the restaurant. It was time to say goodbye. She turned from Penpela, feeling the kind of happy that one feels from the comfort of kindness and a full belly. Life, she thought, is so full of struggle. And these brief islands of joy, where one can take pleasure in a simple, fresh meal and laughter with a friend are easy moments to miss. She reminded herself earnestly to appreciate the so often overlooked gems of life. As Lehila walked away from her friend, she didn't know what the future would hold for her, or for those she had encountered on her journey. None of us ever do. But just now, strolling through the evening air under the glowing shop lights of a street in McLeod she felt so content. Sauntering along the road, she realised she was walking a few paces behind the kind-faced foreigners from the restaurant. She wondered who they were and what had brought them to Dharamsala. A little further down the road, they reached a fork. The foreigners took one path. Lihila
1: took the other. Gongmu Lehila
2: le, Lihila. Pempa le, manje yu ring.
1: Lihila. Keraan kala se yin be semme tache kala doga shangri-la la doge shame la
2: Ngun la setho la jik takhe.
1: Ta nghe, Wei Shapsuma ke tangko. Oi, Shabshuma, Kukhen, ngany la setho te jik nang tha. La dir yue.
2: Tintu thun momo Saga ka, yang na pizza
1: sa ka. Di momo Derma ma jik Tene Bizachung
2: Yang Chikna Tene Tering
1: <Bear> <tivebladebits> yine
0: So thanks for joining us
1: until next time
0: on the heart of Tibetan language podcast.